This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. One everything entertainment. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Holly Roberts is in for Julia today. Julia will be back on Wednesday. Laura, are you going to tell everybody uh, what Julia asked uh, your your husband to send her to help pass the time? Yeah, what do you mean to help <laughs> pass is, the this time? This is so good. Uh, apparently, she's having a, just an amazing vacation <laughs> because she asked Casey to tell me to send photos of my new kitchen so she could look at them and i'm like what do you wait what what <laughs> how bad is your vacation oh, if you're gonna look at my at kitchen a, at a kitchen remodel uh, yeah yeah oh, and i just thought oh boy she must be at the baseball field <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i feel like her vacation needs a sad trombone yeah, right now oh poor julia yeah so anyway i just looked at casey and i go yeah uh and he goes you're gonna send him right and i'm like yeah i of course am not sending them to her i will not be a part of you can't be a part of this sad story. vacation absolutely not. i'm glad that you're not oh, collaborating God, or so with with these plans Those are no awful. So she can see it in person in a couple days yeah. i mean there's nothing surely there's something that she could be doing right now that is more she's at a baseball game i think mm. which you know spring college ball might not be the most exciting way to spend three or four days in a row Lori, i'm totally with you yeah you know what <laughs> i mean all right what's everyone does anyone have a weekend claiming to fame i had uh i should say we had dinner with my son and his uh lady his girlfriend. his girlfriend doesn't he describe mm-hmm. her as a girlfriend? He does. Okay, he does. Uh, went to a place called Stanley's. Ever heard of that? Yes. Oh, you have in, in Northeast Minneapolis. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I've yes. never been there before, and it and? was uh, great. We had a fabulous time. The food was good, and it was jammed to the rafters. Yeah, that place is is happening, and it's yeah. very popular because in the summertime when the patios open, they cater to dogs, and they yeah. have a dog oh, yeah, menu. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. very cute. Yeah, yeah, it is so, cute. All right, that's that's it. For How me. about you, Holly? Mine was the Lord concert that we went to on Friday night. Oh. Same. I was not expecting Lord to be the performer that she was. She was incredible. I am a forever fan. Yes. I mean, I did you and I were kind of like we were looking forward to seeing her. Of course. And we were like John Bream gave it his best pick. Ross Rayla from the Pioneer Press was super excited. My brother was just like, what do you mean? And he's devoted though. He's has all of her music and you know, he's been on her like a lot, you know, probably everyone there. You know, you could tell with the fans, people were so excited. She's never played here. But she blew all of us away that were like, just like, we liked her, but we're, we didn't know, know her. Yeah, and we, we were, were casual observers. I would yes. say we know the singles, yes. but I didn't know the deep tracks on the album. But obviously everybody else did in the yeah. audience because they were singing along. And it made me so excited 
to go into the XL Energy Center and see all the young girls because her fan base is teenage girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're all in groups and they were dressed like Lord in big baggy pants and yes. crop tops. Yes. And then when the lights went down for Lord, it was a bunch of screams. And yeah. these girls were so excited because they're like, this Lord speaks to me. And you know she, what? She spoke to us. Yes. She was really really incredible i mean i'm forever a fan i just and she was so darling i mean hello saint paul you know in that cute new zealand kiwi accent well, i love that her songs are so angsty but she was very bubbly and but, effervescent on stage yeah and you had left you had like an early morning hot yoga class to teach i did Lori. so you left so i don't think you got to hear her talk about her prince no, but I saw it on Twitter. Yes, yes. And so she gushed about, well, first of all, she was like gushing, you know, hello, St. Paul, and being excited to be in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. She'd never been here before and oh. how lucky um, she was to ex- exist in his lifetime. And she called him the very best there is. And then she told a story about sitting with him at the Golden Globes a year he was a presenter and everyone at the table, she was at the table, Prince, there were other famous people. No one wanted to speak to Prince until he spoke to them first. And he just kind of sat there and just looked beautiful and smiled. And then he got up to go present and he just kind of tapped her on the shoulder and he said, nice to see you. And she just, oh, and she, dead. And dead. Yeah, she didn't even know he knew who she was, you know, because, oh, yeah. and then she started and she was sitting on you know it was a very stripped down stage and she was sitting on this like step and then with just a piano player because her three musicians we couldn't see they were in the dark started playing i would die for you and she just sort of sang it you know with the piano and it was like she looked like she was teary-eyed we were getting teary-eyed but it was so heartfelt and it was so real and and it was like she had to kind of stop herself because she was just going to lose it. And then uh, she did do another thing that was a St. Paul special, and she told us that, and she brought out uh, Tove, you know, the the Norwegian or Swedish opening mm-hmm. act? Yeah, the first I, opener. Yeah, and they sat again on the stage. It was Tove's last night of the tour, and they sat on the edge of the stage, and then they covered Robin's um, Hang With Me. Oh, cool. It, it was really, and they were just hugging each other at the end, and it was just, uh, I mean, it just got better and better. The show got stronger and stronger. Good to hear. Good it was hear. really, and then I, green light, you know, people were Green light we and were royal, So where was Royals in uh, the lineup? When, when did you do that song? Like in the, maybe in the middle. In the middle? Yeah. What was her finale? It was Royal, and, I mean, green light, and I can't remember. And another song. Well, there were three songs in the... Uh, in the encore, in the encore, and we knew. All, I mean, and I we know them from the radio, but it was just really good. And I love John Bream said her literature lyrics deserve comparison to Joni Mitchell's. And like Prince and Taylor Swift, she's a visionary pop star. Totally would agree. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I ne- I'll never yeah. miss her again. I was so glad to go to that show. It makes me so mad that she wasn't invited to perform at the Grammys when here she was the only woman for Album of the Year, and they asked all those other guys. Mm-hmm. She totally got dissed. Yeah, she did. I can she see did. why her fans were mad about that, but they were people were giddy at that show. It really. Girl power. It was a girl was, power audience, and it was really cool to be a part of that. I also like the opening act, Run the Jewels. 
Oh, you the two hip hop guys. I know. Oh I know my you God. were standing. Oh. Out, you were standing outside, but you're uh, live hip hop is oh. not my thing. But I know um, people were really enjoying them. It just wasn't my thing. And I was with my buddy Tom, and we kind of wanted to chat. And after I put my napkin balls in my ears, no, but Tom and I were jamming out. Yeah, we he were liked them. And, and Run the Jewels. It's a uh, Killer Mike and LP, and they're a hip hop duo. Uh, but they were, they were very good. high energy, yes. and people seem to like either love them or hate them. I think so. Yeah, you're either into live hip hop or you're not. Yeah, I. It's a, a good opportunity for you to uh, refresh yourself. Even maybe though, do your makeup or go to the bathroom. Even <laughs> though Holly, I did see back in the day. What's the name of the band? Flavor Flay with the clock. Public oh, Enemy. God. Yes. <laughs> Where at First Avenue? Flavor did you Flay. like it? Because they're amazing. Of course. I, I mean, it was right when the one, I didn't even know what I was going to see. It was incredible. But um, that's probably the last one. It's been a while then. Yeah. yeah, it's been a hot second. All right, listen, when we come back, it's our story. We can't get enough, you yeah. know? We're, We're not on vacation. <laughs> no, not a vacation, lazy. No. I that do notice lazy. a lot of people must be gone this week because the gym has been a little bit quieter. It seems like traffic is a little bit less. Lots of people are on spring break this week. Yeah. Yeah, not us, though. <laughs> all right, not us, not us. Okay, so uh, the other thing I was going to say that could have been also a weekend claim to fame is I went with a girlfriend to the March for Our Lives rally that was at the St. Paul Capitol. I'd understood that it was mostly going to be just students and some um, other organizational group. I don't know, just marching from Harriet to the Capitol. So I thought, oh, great, I'll just go with my girlfriend and we'll go to the Capitol and we'll listen to some of the speeches for our March for Our Lives I am telling you, it was so moving. It mm. was incredible. The Pioneer Press reported it was 20,000 people Wow, that were there. And um, when we got there, it was like maybe 11.15. So uh, I think it was um, somebody in the uh, legislate, uh, state legislator was speaking. But it was the students. And there were four students from um, Parkland. High school, Marjorie uh, Stoneman uh, High School, two hockey players. Those two guys were seniors, I think. And then two ninth grade girls who were 14 years old. Mm. And I mean, every we were all crying. Oh, yes. by the time this, this is, particularly this last girl that spoke, and she was very like her group of friends, they were a group of five, and four of them were killed. Oh. And she, the way these kids are speaking, and I, I've seen clips and bits, and we've got a little bit of audio from the big march in it, D.C., because mm-hmm. that was the single biggest day protest in Washington, D.C. history. Yeah. 800,000 people. But it was really, I was glad I had some tissue in my pocket. Oh, I, a very emotional experience. Yeah, and people of all ages, one of my favorite sites were these four big, burly bearded guys in their camo hunting clothes sportsmen for sensible gun rights or something like that but they were in their hunting camo and they had their signs and they just you know just were like showed up to support this yeah it was all ages little kids old people people in wheelchair uh, students parents i mean it was it was really inspiring so let's uh play a little bit of uh the Today Show's report from D.C. 
The students are indeed back in town, but they're on spring break like so many kids across the country. This after hundreds of thousands of young voters and soon-to-be young voters took to the streets here in Parkland and Washington and across the country demanding a change to our nation's gun laws. This morning, organizers of the March for Our Lives are focusing on real change. Welcome to the revolution. After inspiring an estimated 800,000 people to march on the nation's capital, survivors of the shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School are turning their attention to November's elections. You need to get out and vote in every election. None of this matters if they don't do that. During the rally, volunteers and organizers registering young people to vote. Each person has a vote and you want to be heard. In the crowd, victims and survivors watching impassioned speeches and politically charged celebrity performances. With untold thousands more gathering in more than 800 cities in the United States and around the world. Beatle legend Paul McCartney speaking out decades after the assassination of John Lennon. One of my best friends was killed in gun violence right around here, so uh, it's important to me. But some of the student activists have become victims of misinformation. This image of Parkland survivor Emma Gonzalez ripping up the Constitution, going viral. But the picture was photoshopped. She was actually ripping up a gun range target. And for those gathered this weekend, emotions ran high. With Gonzalez standing for an extended and powerful moment of silence, the time that it took the gunman to kill 17 on her campus. Fight for your lives before it's someone else's job. If every graduating senior in this nation were to register to vote, that would be 3.6 million new voters, something the student leaders here say they recognize will be their focus, so they have power at the ballot box. Wow. I mean, it was really... Yeah, I was watching the footage you after were? the fact on yeah. Saturday night, and just the speeches that these high school kids were giving at incredible. the Capitol was incredible. And what that the little eleven-year-old girl oh. from Washington D.C. Yes. who was saying, "You know, look at all the gun violence that happens in my community, and we don't even say their names." Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. mean, and then Martin Luther King's gr- granddaughter. granddaughter oh, yeah, she I was. I mean, it was really... And, and that the adults stepped aside yes. and let the kids tell their own stories. Well, and they, their they, own they don't speeches. need any well, help. No, they because don't know. They, it's, I sure... I sure... Um, um, I take them seriously. Yes. I mean, I really yes. do. And I just think that it was really powerful. There were a lot of... Um, I you know Lady Gaga, she's uh, paid for some buses. Jimmy Fallon did the same thing. Cher used a private jet to bring a bunch of people with her. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you you and let you decide what you believe download and subscribe to uap on any of the major podcasting platforms and you can also find it on uappodcast.com i'm bradley trainer and i'm don mcclain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Uh, Selena Gomez was there. Carly Kloss was there with her boyfriend, Jared Kushner's brother. Mm-hmm. And they had their signs. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. Kira Sedgwick and Kevin Bacon, Selena Gomez, Kanye West and Kim Kardashian were there. And and North was was there, too. That was very powerful because Kim has got a lot of people that follow her. And I do love that she is very passionate. Every once in a while, she will use her social media platforms to talk about social justice issues. Yes, I I like that about her. Um, Ariana Grande was there. Sheryl Crow, Katie Kirk, Jennifer Hudson sang. Miley Cyrus saying Jennifer Hudson saying the um, oh, what's the Dylan song that's about change? Oh, a change is going to come. Maybe or, or the, the times they are changing. The times they are changing. changing. And yeah, remember, Jennifer Hudson lost her mom, her sister, and her nephew to gun violence by somebody that yeah, you know, Chicago. an ex-boyfriend that shot him. I remember that. Remember that. Mm-hmm. So yes. Connie Britton was. There. I mean, a lot of people. A lot of people were there, and. Um, um, I loved the seeing the photos of um, there was like one group photo with the Parkland kids and George Clooney was way in the back. He was just there yeah. to support them and yeah. to fund them. And I guess he and Amal, besides the 500,000 that they gave in Oprah match, then they bought all the water. Oh, that's great. For people that day. That needed hydration. Yeah. Obviously, they do. Yeah. And at the Kids' Choice Award on Saturday nights, they, that got as political as that show is ever going to get. John Cena said something about, you know, it's time for sensible gun reform. Millie Bobby Brown wore her, what do you call it? Canadian tuxedo? Jean jacket, jean pants. Yes. And on the back of her uh, <laughs> jean shirt, she had all the victims' names from Parkland mm. on the back of it. But um, so it just happened to be coincided that it happened on the same day as that. But um, yeah, it was uh, people, people were, they didn't get too heavy, but it was just. Yeah, Jennifer will talk to the. All right, let's do it. Oh my gosh. is the My Talk Now trending report. Interesting day on the World Wide Web. Web. Trending online this afternoon. Well, we don't have to wonder about this. It's Christina Aguilera trending. She's on the cover of Paper Magazine, you know, the one that featured Kim Kardashian when she was breaking the internet. And Christina has a no-makeup, natural look to her. Also, Air Max Day trending. Nike released its latest Air Max shoes. And while some were fortunate enough to secure a pair, others didn't have the same luck. If you go onto Nike's website, it looks like all the cool new shoes that were released today are sold out. Sorry. They expensive? Yeah, like 120 bucks. Okay. Not too bad. Not too bad. Not too for me. Too much for me. <laughs> well, Donnie, are you really going to be wearing Nike Air Max? I don't think so. Move along. One day at a time trending. The show has been renewed for a third season on Netflix. And also trending Red Lobster. The restaurant chain just unleashed a lobster and cheddar bay biscuit waffles. You can get that new menu item 
Right now, today, a Red Lobster near 20 you. Bucks. 20 bucks. That's right. That's what's trending here at my talk. All right, here's your forecast. Rain possibly mixed with a little bit of snow before 10 o'clock, but nothing to worry about, okay? Uh, 33 for the overnight low. Clouds are going to be on the decrease tomorrow, so we'll uh, see some sun later in the day tomorrow with a high of 45. Right now, yes, it's gloomy. It's uh, overcast in 36 here at my talk. Now you know what we know. See more at mytalk1071.com. Decided what song was I going to hang up down, hang upside down to on the inversion table today? And this song came to the top of your mind. I loved this song. I saw the man. Yeah. I saw Concrete Blonde at First Avenue. Joe, I forget what her name is. Napol- Napolitano or something is her. Oh, the lead singer. Yeah, she kind of reminds uh, Johnette. me. Johnette. She kind of reminds me of uh, Chrissy Hind and her look and stuff. But they were just a fierce live band, and that was just kind of. I was like, oh, when you were hanging upside down, you were like, oh, I'm going to listen to a little bit of this. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of Joey. Well, just some, maybe a song I hadn't. Last night I heard Casey yell, Ballad of the Green Beret. Oh, Alexa, my God. Oh, Who's going to hang to that? Oh, my gosh. You know what? Then, then Casey, here's a pro tip. <laughs> I mean, it's so funny. We're eavesdropping in um, each other. To, uh, well, then next he's going to start listening to Marty Robbins and hanging upside down to El Paso. Uh, you know what? I know. Streets of Laredo. I Deep love in that the one. West oh, Texas gosh. town of El Paso. <laughs> I fell in love with a Mexican That's a girl. girl. That's a great song. Uh, that whole album is so good. Is good. I think it's called Ballads of a Gunslinger. I it was listening to the it whole is. thing in the kitchen the You're other week. Kidding? Because my dad had that yes, album, and I used to love playing that record because you could sing along, and then you could <laughs> sort of do a cowboy dance, or if you were really inspired and you got out of broom, you could. Oh God! Here we go. <laughs> Picture this, Casey. Hanging upside down. Upside down on the inversion table. We both, we both, when we were like nine or ten, there were all these talking songs. Yes. In like 1968 or something like that. You know. Yep. Isn't there a talking song called, is it Big John? Yeah, Big John. Big Bad John. Big yes. Bad John. Yes, that was Jimmy Dean. Bobby, you know, that one, and Honey. Whoa, oh, God. No, that song, that. Honey. I'm not playing Honey. No, you why don't not? have Honey. Do you have nightmares not. about oh, Why? Why? Because no. it's a talking, singing song about somebody who died. Yes. Oh, and Honey, tragic. I miss you. And Honey, I love you so. Blech. No, it's kind of a... My sisters and I used to love to sing that song out loud and see who could cry first. Well, that's a horrible game to play. You know, we were living someplace with no American television, I'm sure. Yes! Now, this is a great song. Out in the West Texas town of El Paso, I fell in love with a Mexican girl. Oh, my dad, if he's driving, he's going to love this right now. Nighttime would find me in Rose's Cantina. Music would play and Ferdinand would whirl. So the, the album is... 
I guess it's Marty Robbins. I don't know. He's dressed all in black and he's got a six shooter on his hip. Yes, yes gun I can yeah. Gunfighter gun, ballads. Gun ballads and trail I remember songs. The album. Yeah, that's so crazy. Okay, so the zipper <laughs> is driving down right now, and he might oh, be okay. within listening distance. All so, right. Dad, Marty Robbins just came up. Must be because you're like in the radio range. You're well, in so. the atmosphere, Zipper. The, okay, so <laughs> this, there are two stories. One of these stories is fiction, and and one is real. I'll give you the two headlines. Maybe you guys are, Donnie, don't say it because you probably know. I won't. But Holly, in case you were very busy today, Angelina Jolie plans to marry her mystery British philanthropist boyfriend or Elon Musk's family. Musk's family is messy. His father had a baby with his stepdaughter. So I have to guess which one's which real. one is real and which one is fake. Mm-hmm. Well, Angelina Jolie, I'm going to go, that's the fake headline. And Elon Musk's dad having a baby with his stepdaughter is real. Yeah. Oh. yeah I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> this is so unbelievable, oh, this story. And it is, it is true. <laughs> so Elon Musk, of course, he owns... Tesla and SpaceX, and he wants us all to go to Mars. And he used to be with Amber Heard. Amber Heard, but he also had an ex-wife, and they had like six children together. And the first time I ever really heard anything about his personal life was when he and his ex split up. What she said about him and his messy romantic life after his marriage, the on again, off again with with, um, Amber Heard. And I don't know... What the deal is with his dad, Elon Musk, has called him last year in a Rolling Stone magazine interview. He said that his father is a terrible human being and my dad will have a carefully thought out plan of evil. So I don't know if he, Elon Musk, you know, had his childhood was fine or he didn't have the best, but his dad, Errol Musk. Oh, my Lord, these names. Errol Musk. 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 He has, uh, for some reason, they're just getting the full tabloid treatment. But this story broke out over the weekend. And it was, he says, Errol Musk says it was God's plan for him to father the child he had with his stepdaughter. He told the <gasps> Sunday Times of London that 10-month-old Elliot is an exquisite child. He claimed he did not think of his stepdaughter as his stepdaughter since she was raised away from the family. Errol Musk lives in South Africa, and he married his stepdaughter's mother, Heidi, when the girl was only four. No. Yes. No, Lori. (laughs) Yes. Years. Yeah. Years later, after they split, Heidi and Errol one thing led to another with uh, Jana, his stepdaughter. You can call it God's plan no! or nature's plan. <laughs> it's nobody's plan. Yeah, I know no, it does. It is nobody's plan. <laughs> when she told him she was pregnant, Errol Musk, Elon's dad, assumed that her ex-boyfriend was the father and insisted on a DNA test and approved no stepdaddy. Errol was the dad. Mm. And she's 30. And he sees uh, his stepdaughter and their son regularly, but he doesn't live with him. So Errol is the father and step-grandfather to the baby Elliot. He's 72. Mm-hmm. He is it's 72. It's so disturbing. She is 30. The baby is 10 months old. And now we might know why Elon 
and his dad maybe don't have had have an estrangement. Yeah. Maybe well maybe the family has known that he's been having an on again, off again thing with his stepdaughter. Oh, I'm sure. I this definitely Holly is Woody not, Allen. Oh, that's disgusting. I mean, this is I'm gonna go Facebook stalk her now. Yeah. I mean mm. This is just that's, that's, that's really twisted. No, that is, like, that is twisted. When you know, when you have, I mean, well, it's your stepdaughter and you've known her since she was four years old. And then, oops, up, oh, I'm going to have a baby with her. Romance. Romance. No. No, no. Uh, it's like to, a V.C. Andrews book. And yeah, that ain't good. Yes, that's right. I have to break in. Yeah. Uh, the zipper wants to know, oh, how does he get into your house? There's nobody there. I'm not going to answer him right now. <laughs> he's on the phone. Yeah, well. Uh, you can email zipper. me the answer. Yeah, there you go. Jeez, Louise. Yeah, let me just tell everybody what the codes no, are. Seriously. He's, he's, uh, I pick up the phone and he says, Casey. No! <laughs> How do we get in the house? There's nobody here. Oh, is he already there? Yes. Well, he shouldn't have left so early. <laughs> now you're going to have well, to wait. Yeah. Well, he's listening. What do you want to tell him? Just tell him to just hang tight. There might be an- another Marty Robbins song. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll tell him. All right. Oh, oh, Lord. So, yeah, that story is 100% true. Life and style is getting creative with their fiction writing. Uh, over uh, there about their headline story that Angelina has a mystery millionaire British philanthropist boyfriend and that she is going to get married and that the kids are going to plan the wedding. I believe the boyfriend part, but I don't believe the marriage part. No, and that Angie's so in love, she's the one proposed. Hell no. That is She's not had happening. three husbands. It took Brad Pitt and all six of her kids to talk her into this marriage. She might have a love interest because she is spending. She's tanking lovers in hotels around the world. As she has said that she enjoys doing, yeah. I say, Angelina, good for you. Go get yeah. it. Her brood isn't just helping organize the I do's. They're going to be in the wedding. Stop it. I know it's spring break. Did the interns write this story? Yes, yes, (laughs) it really is. Pax is called dibs on providing the music and overseeing the baking of the cake for the reception. I mean, that is some truly I mean, look, I like writing. that they're trying yeah. to go the Von Trapp family vibe with yeah. the Angelina kids. Yeah, but Everyone has a role to play. And we know she's going to be spending time in England, and I hope maybe she does have some, like, you know, guy that she sees, because she's going to be filming Maleficent 2, mm-hmm. and then the London School of Economics. Guaranteed she has lovers in England. Yeah. She's going to keep it that way. No marriage. All right. Thank you, God. That was just really heady stuff right there of fiction. <laughs> Shoot. It up. All right. Listen, when we come... Oh, oh, oh is this another Marty Robinson? <laughs> yeah. Zipper said he doesn't want to listen to Marty Robbins. He wants to get in the damn house. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. I <laughs> We can go to the break. All right, we'll be right back.
everybody. If you got your Bruno Mars ticket for when he's here, and it's like the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times. Um, but there was one new bit of information, basically the threat when she was mm-hmm. threatened, that makes the cover up and makes her story have more legs. Yes. For other infractions about what that does legally, you know, can everything that was going on. But I was just like, like, even an hour before the interview, CNN had already had a transcript of the whole interview. Really? Oh, yeah. It was just like... Well, uh, the oh. interview in of itself was about two hours, and then they only decided to air about, what, 20 minutes of the interview? Um, it was yeah, a little bit longer than that. A little bit longer. Yeah, because okay. it was only two stories last but that's, night. Yeah, yeah, it was only half, like half the show. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it was half the... Usually they have four stories, mm-hmm. and right. last night they only yeah. had two stories. Right. So let's play whatever we have from uh, GMA did a little okay. summary. They broke... They This was their top news story at GMA, GMA at ABC. The Today Show didn't cover it until 7.35. Interesting. I Because they so often match story for story. Yeah. Yes. Um, But uh, the Today Show covered the March for Our Lives. But here we go. Adult film star Stormy Daniels breaking her silence on 60 Minutes, explaining why she's telling the world about the night she says she had sex with President Trump back in 2006. And you had sex with him? Yes. You were 27. He was 60. Were you physically attracted to him? No. Not at all? No. Did you want to have sex with him? No. But I didn't I didn't say no. I'm not a victim. I'm not. It was yeah. entirely consensual. Oh, yes. Yes. Daniel says she and the future president instantly connected first over a magazine featuring him on the cover. And so I was like, does this, does this normally work for you? And he looked very taken, taken back, like he didn't really understand what I was saying. I was, I was just, you know, talking about yourself normally work. And I was like, someone should take that magazine and spank you with it. Oh boy. And I'll never forget the look <laughs> on his face. So he turned around and pulled his pants down a little. You know, he had underwear on and stuff, and, and I just gave him a couple swats. After that exchange, oh, Daniel says the president furthered his interest. He's like, you're smart, beautiful, and a woman to be reckoned with. I like you. And in a new allegation, Daniel says she was once physically threatened to keep quiet about the alleged affair. She says it happened in 2011, just after she had sold her story to InTouch Magazine's sister publication, which ended up not publishing the account. I was in a parking lot going to a fitness class with my infant daughter. I was taking you know, the seats facing backwards in the back seat, diaper bag, you know, getting all the stuff out. And a guy walked up on me and said to me, leave Trump alone, forget the story. And then he leaned around and looked at my daughter and said, it's a beautiful little girl, it'd be a shame if something happened to her mom. And then he was gone. Daniel says that left her shaken. The experience, one of the reasons she agreed to sign a hush agreement with President Trump's attorney for $130,000 just days before the election. But before that confidentiality agreement was signed, Daniels was in discussions with news organizations, including ABC News, to tell her story during the presidential campaign. I think some people watching this are going to doubt that you entered into this negotiation because you feared for your safety, they're going to think that you saw an opportunity. I think the fact that I didn't even negotiate, I just quickly said yes to this very you know, strict contract and what most people will agree with me, extremely low number, is all the proof I need. And, okay. and comments well and she signed it like two weeks before or three October weeks 28th. before the, yeah, the yeah, election. She two weeks. Mm-hmm. But, yes. um, There's more, I just wanted to see if you wanted it, to it was just you're just like, uh, 
it's hard to believe that this is happening, that this is actually happening and that people are talking about it and that it happened. And she's very believable. And, you know, she and uh, that uh, other lady, Karen McDougal, who told about her consensual 10 month affair with her. They both describe how, oh, when, you know, Karen McDougal didn't take the 10, didn't take money from Donald Trump. And he said, oh, you're special. You're you're special. You're beautiful and smart like my daughter. And he said the same thing. Yeah, all of these stories fall, obviously. Yeah, that's, you know, and I think the more interesting part, of course, there's, you know, um, there's the salacious part. Yeah. You know, I I think that uh, many of us tuned into 60 Minutes last night. We thought we were going to see something more based on her lawyers. His tweet where he tweeted a picture of a CD saying, mm-hmm. oh, look what I've got. You ain't seen yeah. nothing yet, basically. I'm paraphrasing there. Yeah. But then the more interesting part was Stormy Daniels talking about the intimidation Yeah, well, that, of her. That, that, that. that was shocking to me. Yeah. That, was, that was genuinely shocking where it's like, mm. oh, it doesn't shock. It, it doesn't mean, surprise me at <sighs> all because, I mean, if you look at this Michael Cohn, Trump's lawyer, who said he just paid this $130,000 out of the goodness of his heart because he cares for for the family, um, he's he's kind of, he does, he's done a lot and said a lot of really, like, like he thinks he's a member of the Sopranos or something. He talks like that. Mm. Real wise like guy. Like wise guy, tough guy kind of stuff. Yeah, that- well, her, her attorney was on with The View and he and he was on with Morning Joe and he was taking a lot of heat because I think people wanted to see something salacious. Even my mom said to me, when I thought we were going to see I said, Mom, <laughs> do you want to see an X-rated photo? No, nobody, no. nobody wants to see it. No. But then if it's out there, then people are going to look because you can't. Yeah. Look away. And, and and Trump, you know, remains very silent for a guy who's never silent about anything and likes it to be known. Yeah, no, completely. He said he's, he's following his lawyer's advice on this one. Well, that's the first. And because <laughs> it's true. And maybe he's worried about what she does have. Mm-hmm. That Michael Avenatti, her lawyer. Oh, my he's central bit of a casting. <laughs> he yeah. is so hot. <laughs> Oh, I no. Daddy was bit, not expecting that. Uh, no, turn. I wasn't expecting that. Oh my gosh, he is. <laughs> all of this is out of central casting. The it intimidation. Is. It's like, oh, you watch Goodfellas once, and then you took some notes, and then you and then you apply those kind of tactics yeah. to this. Yeah, I know. I, I guess, like, like you said, you're not shocked by it at all. I guess I'm. I, I'm just shocked because it's so unbelievable to me. But then the evidence shows, shows otherwise. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. Legal stuff is all going to happen and play out, but it is just. It's like something out of a plot on Dynasty, which I just caught up with this weekend. By the way, I mean it is it is as unbelievable as the crap that happens on that soap opera. And let me tell you, Alexis Carrington walked in at the funeral. Oh my god. And goodness. it was just a moment. <laughs> But it does just seem amazing. And then I, Michael Avenatti at, at the at, when he posted the photo of the CD, mm-hmm. hashtag Basta. Yeah. You know, oh my god. I know it. So, talk about him. What kind of reality are we living in? Lori? I don't. What, did we go through the Looking Glass? And I then don't we're in know. some like weird. I don't parallel like living universe. through historical times. That's what Egg, I've decided. Thank you, Lori. <laughs> I look back and I take some perspective, and I'm like, wow, wow. They're gonna look back 50 years from now don't and say, say, what the what heck the was going and on? And then there was the whole thing where they talked to the uh, the uh, the other lawyer who said. 
the hundred thirty thousand dollars was an illegal campaign contribution. Yeah, well, no, but that's the big thing, Donnie. <laughs> that that is can't, a, you can't do, you can't that. do that. You can't yeah. do that, and that is a big deal. I mean, forget yeah. the fact that they he had an extramarital affair, big yeah. flip and whoop. Yeah, doesn't matter. She's a porn star. Who cares? Doesn't yeah. matter. That's the interesting part. Yeah. It's the exchange of money, and that it's possibly illegal. And right. Cohen Cohen is on record as saying, "I was never paid back." But he has to say that, and he's right. lying. He said he probably lying. is lying. Oh yeah, because you think he was paid back? Please, of course. Trump oh, probably gave it to him in cash or a gold bullion or something. I don't know. <laughs> Here you get a gold plunger <laughs> or one hundred and thirty thousand dollars worth of Ivanka Trump shoes. I don't know, but I mean, just I it, it, it is like something out of a like a movie that no one would even believe. People would say, "No, nobody's going to believe that in a script or something happen. in a soap opera." Oh my god! Like in this, you know. Well, I hope yeah. the CW is taking notes, and then maybe you'll be seeing this on your Dynasty if you dare. And then what about Watch Shark Week? Oh gosh! <laughs> <laughs> or how about the, fake, Shark Week the fake Gorilla Network? <laughs> I don't even know. Oh, I don't know either. All right, listen. We come uh, back. Magazine. We've got some royal catch up to do, people.